2: going to give us a first-hand account of the events that surrounded and uh, the experience of the last game in Oakland. The Raiders had their last ride in Oakland, as uh, you all know, against the hated Denver Broncos this last Christmas Eve, and of course, the Raiders came away victorious, and there was much pomp and circumstance around the event, and uh, so we had been in touch with this guy uh, over uh, a few other occasions. We wanted to get him on. He's a a veteran, and we thank him for his service and his things that he has done to protect us, And, uh, and so we thank him for that. So we thought about getting him on for veterans day and then we heard he was going to go to the game and he was going to take his family so we wanted to hear all about that from a first-hand account so welcome to raiders fan radio michael sen welcome michael
3: hey thank you thank you murph and uh, i just want to give a shout out to all the raider fans i'm a, uh, am uh, just a diehard fan i love all, all the raider fans and all the raider nation i'm a, a raider apologist or maybe lack thereof a raider unapologist depending on how you uh describe it but um yeah i I bleed silver and black to and through so thanks for having me i love you guys i love the positive spin you guys do and you guys uh you know speak from the heart speak truth and uh i really appreciate that
2: absolutely man i appreciate the compliment and you know this is raiders fan radio so it's only appropriate for us to have other raiders fans like us on the show and uh you got a great story to not only share with your most recent experience but tell us a little bit about your uh, your fan origin story how did you become a raider fan
3: yeah definitely i'd like to say uh, any disclaimer any of my views is that of, of myself and not of that of raiders fan radio so
1: <laughs>
3: so you're your excuse there but uh yeah definitely I uh, I was born in a silver and black my dad was a Raiders fan he's from Southern California um I was like in first grade and uh my uncle was a, like a, a guitarist so I wanted to be a, a rock and roll guitarist uh, like there's nothing else that was going to change my mind and then my oldest brother like four years older than me he uh, uh played football and the team he was on we lived in Washington State he was on a a little league team called the Raiders and they wore silver and black. And the moment I saw him play, my whole mindset changed, you know, even though it was that long ago, like I can remember it like yesterday that,
1: you know, I was going
3: to be a football player. Like there was no doubt in my mind. Like I loved football. It was my first uh, real true love. And so started loving football, started loving the Raiders. So even though I was born into silver and black, like that was the pivotal point seeing my oldest brother wear that silver and black and how much I loved it you know Bo Jackson like in the in the heydays of Bo Jackson uh, you know Bo knows uh, to me Bo Jackson was the greatest athlete to ever live as I got older and then living in places like Montana uh, being around a bunch of Bronco fans uh, uh, almost getting in fights with kids because you know I was a Raider fan and as time went on I that's where I really kind of hit my roots of what it means to be a Raider, like what it means to be a Raider fan. So the answer to that, me against the world mentality, the small guy, the chip stacked against you, uh, you know, being hated and still, you know, not going to give waiver, you know, the like, you know, the, all the sayings of, of the Raiders organization, what they have commitment to excellence, you know, the will to win and just win baby. Like those are easy sentences, but if you dissect what those sentences mean, they break down into much bigger categories that really define either, I would say, uh, from a fan to a player to a coach to an organization uh, and the history behind the silver and black is so deep
2: so who's your favorite players give us your mount rushmore now when we ask the question we we spot you al davis and you only get three because that's that's why the question is so hard so you get you got four people on mount rushmore obviously al is up there who are the next three that most represent the raiders to you
3: bo jackson started for me so i'd I'd start with bo i know it's short-lived and people would argue with me one way or the other but i i would say bo because of yeah, had he not got hurt, I, I really do think he was the greatest multi-talented athlete to ever play the sport of football. So I would say Bo Jackson first, uh, second Tim Brown, uh, his loyal, loyalty to the Raiders, his heart that he put in, and how hard that guy tried every game. I'd say uh, Tim Brown second. There oh man, there's a long list in, in there that I'd probably go Stabler. You know, I think. How the organization changed, and, and even though it's kind of before my era, uh, K- Kenny Stabler, and he embodied what it meant to be a Raider. And, and you could go Woodson. I love Woodson. I mean, there's a, a long list, so I don't want to discredit anybody. But those are the guys that... Really implement uh,
2: the silver and black. Yeah, man, those are those are great. You know, and that's why the question's hard is because someone gets left out because you know Howie Long, Ted Hendricks, Charles Woodson, you know Fred Bolitnikoff, Willie Brown. I mean, you can go, you could. The you know Mount Rushmore would have to be a hundred people deep if you tried to get everybody. But that's what makes it so tough. But it's a it's always a fun question to ask because it gives a unique perspective of your fandom. And you know what's really cool is that like for for you, I think you're the first one to put Bo on there.
1: Yeah,
3: anybody wants to argue. With me play Techno Bowl on Original Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And play the play the Raiders with Bo Jackson and tell me any
2: different. Man. There you go. That's right. That's right. So uh okay, so we you're you're a diehard Raider fan, and you're an out-of-market raider fan, like I am, and like a lot of other people are. You decided to not only go to the game on Christmas Eve, but you loaded up the truck, man. You loaded up the whole family. And, uh, and took them to Oakland for Christmas. So uh, tell us a little bit about your trip and how it went down.
3: I realized early on that I was like, well, this possibly could be our last game in Oakland. And that was important to me. I haven't taken a vacation in 10 years, literally. We decided to look into, went from tickets to like, hey, let's bring my brother and his kids. Let's make a family event. So I hadn't seen my brother in nine years. hadn't taken a vacation in 10. and. You know, made a family affair. Flew in a couple days. As soon as we got to the game, it went from kind of being a missed out to just a downpour. I'm I'm literally out there without uh, proper gear on. And, uh, you know, everybody's, you know, the Raider fans are amazing. They're setting up tents. They're still barbecuing. It's like... It's raining cats and dogs out and diehard Raider fans are like sitting there, not even going to pack up gear or nothing. They're still setting up. They're like, there's no way I'm leaving. These guys are diehard fans, you know, and I'm looking around. All I can tell myself is only Raider fans would stick it out in in a situation like that because the rain was coming down. My brother was supposed to park in a different or our parking lot. He got stuck on the other side of the stadium. So I'm out there getting drenched head to toe waiting for him and. He comes up, hadn't seen
2: him in nine years. and First time you saw him after nine years was in the Raiders parking lot? Yes,
3: sir. That's yep.
2: awesome. All right, go ahead. Sorry, that's awesome.
3: So, yeah, my, my brother, his wife, two kids. So, he sat there, and I, I knighted them. I had a couple extra jerseys. Went to the stadium. I ran into the violator. So, I got a, a picture with the violator. I was like, this is amazing, and went into the stadium uh, for about 15 minutes, and then all of a sudden, just a monsoon came, and I was soaked. I'd got some ponchos and stuff, but I was soaked head to toe. I mean, my feet, socks, everything was just completely drenched. I got some hot dogs for my kids. As soon as I sat the hot dogs down, my brother's like, hey, there's Mark Davis. I, like, literally, like, leaped over three rows. I was like, Mr. Davis, can I get a selfie with you? And I'm, like, getting a picture with Mark Davis, telling the guy how much I'd, I loved him for bringing back Gruden because I know Gruden's going to turn this thing around. I know it, you know, because I know they've gotten a lot of wrath, and, and it hasn't been the expectation. Uh, but, you know, as the game began, uh, you know, the, the players were doing warm-ups and stuff. I hate the Broncos to and through nobody. I mean I live in Car I live in Colorado. You know, to be a Raider fan in Colorado, there's other Raider fans there, but to be a Raider fan when you're behind enemy lines, it is tough. So these guys are warming up and I gave hundred and ten percent. I wasn't gonna let my team down. I, I yelled so loud in that game, man, that I gave myself a migraine, but I didn't quit. Players warming up, Broncos go back. Phil Lindsay looked right at me and I just I yelled as loud as I can. I said, That's right, you're in Raider Nation, baby. You're in our house this time. And, like, he kind of shook his head, like, all right, we'll see. The, get, the kickoff happens, you know, it's just electric. But so there's a rainbow directly over the stadium, like, where the Al Davis wow. uh, torch was. And it was, like, right as the game started, the rain stopped. Like, completely stopped. Skies opened up. And, a, a, oh, the perfect, like, half rainbow right over the torch. Marshawn Lynch went up there, lit the torch. It was like, I mean, the crowd, was just in it. you could feel the energy in the air. I mean, I was trying to think of words to describe it. It's really hard to describe it. Because it was so, I mean, Gruden said uh, said at his press conference it was electric, but like to me, it was like more than electric. It was like a symphony or like a harmonious. Everybody was there to give 110%. From the moment that kickoff happened and how loud that crowd was, I don't know how loud it was on TV. And I can't say because I'm not a a local and I hadn't been to a game since like early 2000s. You know, I mean, I don't know if that stadium has been louder. Everybody, every fan just put their heart into every, every down. You could just feel it in your soul. Everybody. I mean, like I can't whistle. I can't hoot and holler. But I I can give a battle cry, you know, like like in combat and (laughs) stuff, you know. you know, when when our defense came on. I mean, the crowd was just. You know, lights out on point with how loud we need to, to let the Broncos know that they're in the silver and black stadium and that we aren't giving up. It don't matter what our record is, everybody put their heart and soul into uh, letting the Broncos know where they were at by, by our cheers. And then definitely once the Harris uh, run back happened, you couldn't even hear yourself scream that was so loud. So uh, when that run back happened, I mean, people went crazy. I mean, literally, I was going crazy. High fives everywhere. Our first Christmas present was that run back. From there, you know, uh, anytime our defense came on, uh, you know, like Keith Smith would get up on the benches and he'd be raising his hands. and But we're raising our hands. Like There was a play later on in the game where Casey Keenum threw a ball and he was past the line of scrimmage.
2: scrimmage. Yeah, and you yeah, could yeah. tell. Uh-huh.
3: Uh-huh. Right. Oh, dude, you should have been there brother the stadium was like what you know i mean like everybody was like do not take this from us We're, we'll try it right now we won't even wait till the game's <laughs> over you know and the whole crap the whole stadium just started saying refs you suck refs you suck and i'm telling you the refs had to have been scared i mean i would have been if i was a referee like you better not, you know, screw us on this. And honestly, even when the first play happened with Harris, that first big play, I thought they might, might, you know, kind of turn it the other way. Not that they should, or not that it was that way, but that being a Raider fan, like, that's what I'm used to. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. As, uh, you know, the game went on and after the crowd, was really letting the refs have it you could just really feel the momentum the whole game. I mean, usually most games, it's like, you feel the momentum and then it's just gets stolen from you. And then from that point, it's just like, man, the crowd gets out of it and it makes it really hard to, like, kind of get back into it, you know, because it's such a gut blow. But it, it didn't seem like that. It seemed like we were, you know, supporting this team 110% the whole game. Like, you could feel the love, feel the passion, feel the pain you could feel the pain that this might be our last game the guy the the, the fans that have given so much to this team and and how much love uh they have for the silver and black like you could feel it and as the as the game uh wrapped up you know and that interception i well, really before that the touchdown we got uh the crowds went crazy and i like, was trying to get a video and i I fumbled my record button, but I got kind of the aftermath of it. But that the crowd was just crazy. You know, we got the last touchdown because each, each big play, that's like one chance closer that we're actually going to pull this guy off. And then at, when we had that last interception, that sealed the deal, you know, like that was it. We all knew when Chris got that interception, like, that was it. Like we're taking this baby home. Like, and so, uh, that was really the final deal. You know, there's the two minutes wrapped up and we were able to kind of kneel down instead of worrying like the nail biter games, man, how many nail biter games have we had fourth quarter, two minutes, you know, we're all shaking our legs. We're all trembling. Are we going to get it? We have a chance. We have a chance, but this game was like, you know what? We got this. We don't got to bite our nails this time. You know, this thing's sealed, locked in the bag. We just got to shut it, shut it out. And that was beautiful to see beautiful to be a part of at the end of the game Derek Carr started running around the stadium i didn't know what he was doing i was kind of watching gruden and stuff and all of a sudden i see Carr running around the stadium i'm like oh my god i'm like he's giving high fives to all the fans i'm like no way and i'm like i'm third row back section 118 i'm like i'm like trying to get up there and there's this other guy who's like kind of you know kind of blocking me and i'm like please man i've waited nine years to come here and you know, I came from Colorado. He's like, uh, he's like, well, if he comes over here, I'll let you in. But if he doesn't, I'm not letting you in. So, he lets me in, and Derek Carr comes up. I get to give a, a Derek Carr a high five. I was like, I was like, man, this is like, this is just too much, you know? And yeah. so like, and then after that, there's like some big guys behind me coming down from the upper stands or something, and they're like trying to chant. They're like, storm the field, storm the field. I'm like, dude, I got my two and a half-year-old son right here please don't storm the field <laughs> they're like no we're just kidding and i'm like okay and i'm like sitting there and they're like storm the field and i'm like all right guys you guys go ahead too big for me you guys get down here and uh you know there's a, there's a couple guys that jump you know jump a railing and Tried to make their heyday, you know, and uh, I think four or six guys got tackled right away and, you know, kind of put on the, the grass. But right after that, I left. I, I didn't know what was going to happen, to be honest, but I didn't feel like the fans were real upset. Had we lost? Yeah, maybe maybe the turnout would have been different from the fans. But, I mean, all in all, the the love that even Mark Davis to kind of come, even though it was a few fans that he only came and shook hands with. From that to the, to the rainbow, Marshawn Lynch lighting the torch uh how involved the crowd was, uh the rain the rain cleared the entire game. And I kid you not, the moment the moment we stepped outside the stadium, it started raining again. And it was coming down pretty oh, wow. hard. So the entire time it was like the skies cleared. It was cleared clear skies and, and perfect weather for the game. And right after the game, you know, rain. And these guys, man, it was funny, man. When the Raider players came out, one of the guys was trying to step over puddles and stuff, and they're kind of like dancing around. I'm like, oh, dude, we're us fans are drenched head to toe. You better believe you're getting wet too, buddy. You know, yeah.
2: <laughs> how late did you all stay till they, they you know, normally they kind of, you know, in a night game, uh, I was there for the Monday Nighter against the Rams, and You know, you you could sit there for a little while, but they'll kind of eventually come through and usher you out. It looked like they were letting everybody kind of linger. Is that what, what was going on? Did you guys stay for that or did you get out of town?
3: I didn't. I mean, honestly, I, I didn't know what the fans were going to do. I I was a little precautious, you know, I got a two and a half year old. I'm with you and and a two and a half year old. If I was single, I mean, yeah, man, I would have been right up there and, you know, watched the sunrise with, with Raider nation. But um, yeah, we had to get going and, uh, so we didn't stick around too much. Some of their fans left. yeah, we evacuated. It seemed like the they let the fans be there for quite some time, so that that was pretty cool. i mean i when we left the stadium, I seen a couple guys. I went and talked to them. They were local fans, actually, and you know, I just wanted to ask them like how they felt, you know because yeah i, I have I have my own fandom, but my fandom's different, you know I'm around Bronco fans and stuff, and so i I have my own you know, opinions based off of how I feel and what I've been through, but that doesn't mean that my opinion is the only opinion. I mean, in my opinion, uh, the Raiders are, are full, the Raider fans are full of so much diversity, um, of all uh, races, colors, different backgrounds. But at the end, we all bleed silver and black and and to be there to be a, a nobody from Colorado or whatever. And, and guys just welcome you, welcome you in like your family. I mean, that, that's special, man. I mean, yeah. I'll be honest. I mean, Vegas has some hard shoes to fill. I mean, I'm I'm all about us getting a new stadium. So, I, you know, I don't I don't want to say one thing one way or the other, but you know, at the end of the day, I mean, uh whoever fills the stadium in Vegas, I mean, the diehards that have supported this team for so long, they're big shoes to fill. And at some point, I mean, people got to be honest like, you know, no matter what one one uh, person's opinion is or not to kind of you know, understand other perspectives, that's where I think we evolve as people and as the Raider Nation. You know, it's, to me, there's only one nation under God. And that's a Raider Nation, you know.
1: <laughs> and, uh, right
3: but the local fans, you know, they, they, they just said it's tough. You know, they, they were hurt. You know, and I, I felt their pain. I'm talking to these guys, and they're like, you know, we've been here for you know X amount of years supporting this team every Sunday. One guy said he believed in Gruden the first time, but doesn't really know this time. And, and I told them, I'll be honest with all of Raider Nation, it took me six to eight months once the move was announced for me to decide if I was going to stay a Raider fan. I asked myself some deep, hard questions if I was going to stick with this team. You know, everybody's got to have that kind of epiphany moment or that, you know, like self-talk or why are they a Raiders fan? You know, are they going to stay a Raiders fan? Like some, some real hard questions. But, you know, if, if, you, if you dig deep in your soul, you know, after you ask those questions, you'll figure out if you're meant to stay part of that or not. I I know the Raider Nation has been divided, but you know I I want this to be about unity, just like you and, and Uncle Mosh bring, and I just want everybody to know that you know I love you guys, man. I've been getting my groin kicked in for nine years, you know, by Bronco fans and stuff, and it's been it's been tough for me, you know, waking up six in the morning, <laughs> having Bronco <laughs> fans, you know, twenty different people come up to you three out a day, and that's that's why I came up with Black Mondays. It's like somebody taking a poo in your cup of coffee and you're not even (laughs) drinking coffee anymore. You like walk past guys and you're like, I'm going to walk 15 feet over this way. So they don't come kick me again and they'll go out of their way. They're like, Hey Mike, come here. Like, Hey, how about that game? And you know, so it's been tough, you know, it's been tough to me in in different ways than some of the other fans, but you know what? There's no other team I would root for. There's no other team that that has that love you know in my
1: opinion well, you,
2: know? you you kind of given the answer to the last question but uh why don't you go ahead and let's let's formalize it michael that first off your experience sounds amazing and uh i think i really appreciate you taking the time to to come and join us here on raiders fan radio because as you know we have listeners all over the country and and all over the globe for that matter so it's really cool to hear a a firsthand account of of what went down and what your experience was there but uh what's your message to raider nation
3: i'll say this Raider nation. I, I met John Gruden in 2005 when I was putting my dad's ashes up a Glacier national park. I looked the man in the eyes, you know, after the super bowl. And I, I told him, I said, I, I didn't know what to say to the guy. I was like, I'm the biggest Raiders fan ever. And he looked at me like, like, not just looked at me, but like, looked at me, like he was looking in my soul. And he said, yeah, you know, I used to be the Ra- biggest Raiders fan ever. And I could see the pain in his eyes. I mean, that guy loved the Raiders and loves the Raiders And if you have somebody like that on your team, who's not going to wave wire, who's going to stick by your teammates, your fans side and that bleeds silver and black, you know what? In my opinion, the only way is up, you know, as far as the media and stuff, you know, I can rant for hours because I love the Raiders, you know, and I'm obsessed with the Raiders. Raiders drunk, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> uh, you know. There's people with alternate opinions and agendas that aren't Raider fans that are always going to be anti-Raiders and biased uh, to some degree. And, and I've found some, you know, kind of uh, details and truth of people that have kind of tried to separate the the Raider Nation. But at the end of the day, the end of the hour, it's really, obviously the Raider name is changing and we are going to a different place. We're no longer going to be the Oakland Raiders. Okay. We're going to be the Raiders and then we're going to be potentially Las Vegas Raiders, but no matter if it's Las Vegas, I don't care where we play. We're always the Raiders. You know, as long as we have a silver and black shield and the name, we are the Raiders And, and certain decisions have had to be made to unite the Raider nation or to get, to get the Raider, uh, nation to evolve as an organization to the next level to be able to compete with maybe some of these other bigger franchise franchises and i know we have a lot of fans but there's a business aspect to to everything okay and it sucks man i know people be like well you know the 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 fans on the team and I, i agree with you but to be competitive with the changing of the nfl sometimes things have to be done sometimes decisions have to be done that we don't all agree with but at the end of the day If we all sit down and ask ourselves hard questions, we all bleed silver and black, we're all family, we all love the Raiders, and together we stand, divided we fall. Either we stand together, unity is one, or we get divided by other elements in the world that try to separate us
2: hey man Bravo Michael Bravo man that's 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 awesome and uh, you know I, I appreciate the uh, again the uh, the firsthand account and appreciate the message there to the fans and your time and uh, uh, your dedication to the fandom man that's what it's all about that's what uh, that's why we name the show Raiders fan radio because we're a fan of fans man and I think it's cool the way that fandom manifests itself in uh, in different Raider fans and to hear the passion uh, that you have for the football team man that's what it's all about right there uh, regardless of how uh, you know people People choose to define their fandom it's all about the passion that drives us and so that's it's great stuff man so i can't thank you enough for uh for joining us here on the show man it was, it's been a lot of fun talking to you
3: i appreciate it i appreciate your time i just want to say uh you know murph uncle mosh uh mikey all you guys have been a light in a dark year it's been the toughest year i've been a raiders fan i'll be honest you know and uh guys like you whether it's me being in a, uh, an environment where I'm not around other Raider fans or whatever it might be, but um, guys like you, it, it, it helps put, shine some light in my day because, you know, when, when you're a sheep amongst wolves, you know, it, it can be some uh, some rough days. So I, I just want to say anybody that's projecting the Raiders in a positive manner, uh, that loves the Raiders the way that Murph does, Uncle Mosh does, or, or any, you know, Mikey, any of these guys, you know, I love you guys. I appreciate everybody and, and their loyalty. How guys like me that are kind of, maybe stuck out in the middle of nowhere or whatever that uh, really helps uh, shine some light on me. So, so thank you. Thank you, Murph. I love you guys and and keep doing the awesome work.
2: Oh, well, thank you much appreciated my friend and we will keep them coming for sure. But well, Hey, well, thanks again and uh, have a good rest of the night. Uh, Travel safe with the family on the way back to Colorado and uh, we'll uh, and call us. You you still owe us one more phone call, Michael, so you can be a made man on Raiders fan radio.
3: I, I do. I've been holding out for, uh, you know, for, for the special special. But you know what? Whatever happens in Vegas, started in Oakland. Oh. So, you know, uh, the foundation has been built by the Oakland Oakland Raider fans. And John Gruden, if you ever listen to him, he always talks about foundation and the mansion. got to have a foundation. You know what? Oakland, dude, shout out to Oak, Oaktown, man. Uh, o- Oakland built the foundation for whatever this team be- becomes. And anybody – that thinks that they're going to compete with that fandom. I mean, you better live up to the expectations and, and be part of the, the true silver and black Raider Nation.
2: Right on, man. Well said. Well said, my friend. Love you guys. All right. Thanks, Michael. Take care, bud. Have a good night. You too. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.